praise you, Lord, I praise you. Oh, I praise you. Yes, I praise you. How I praise you, my precious Lord. I love you, Lord, I love you. Oh, I love you. Yes, I love you, Lord, I love you, my lovely Lord. You are worthy, Lord, you're worthy. So you're worthy, so worthy. Oh, you're worthy, most holy Lord. Oh, the heavens and the earth, oh, they all shout and proclaim. Oh, there's none like you, Almighty God. Oh, the trees are The fear of the Lord is first of all an awe-inspired respect of the person, the power, and the promise of God. As we heard last time, this is the first thing that comes to us when we think about what the fear of the Lord is. In this next message, we're going to elaborate on the other points describing what the fear of the Lord is. We're going to hear about the fear of the Lord being also a willingness to obey Him and also a hatred for compromising with the evil society around us. We need these elements in our lives in order to have the fear of the Lord and prosper before Him. Please listen as we continue with part two of the series on the fear of God. When we look at Jehoshaphat, we'll see that he made some choices, he made some decisions to be different from the society that was around him, to be different from the evil generation that went before him. Jehoshaphat, in chapter 17 of Second Chronicles, it reads this way, And Jehoshaphat his son reigned in his stead, and strengthened himself against Israel. And he placed forces in all defense cities of Judah, and set garrisons in the land of Judah, and in the cities of Ephraim, which Asa his father had taken. And the Lord was with Jehoshaphat, because he walked in the first ways of his father David, and sought not unto Balaam, but sought to the Lord God of his father, and walked in his commandments, and not after the doings of Israel. Therefore the Lord established a kingdom in his hand, and all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presents, and he had riches and honor in abundance. And his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, he took away the high places and groves out of Judah. Also in the third year of his reign he sent to his princes, even to Ben-Hail, and to Obadiah, and to Zechariah, and to Nethaniel, and to Micaiah, to teach in the cities of Judah. And with them he sent Levites, even Shemaiah, and Nethaniah, and Zebediah, and Asahel, and Shemermoth, and Johanathan, and Adonijah, and Tobijah, and Tobadonijah, Levites, and with them Elishama and Jehoram priests. And they taught in Judah, and had the book of the law of the Lord with them and went about throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people. And the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the lands that were round about Judah, so that they made no war against Jehoshaphat. Also some of the Philistines brought Jehoshaphat presents and tribute silver, and the Arabians brought him flocks, 7,700 rams, 
and 7,700 he-goats. Jehoshaphat waxed great exceedingly, and he built in Judah castles and cities of store, and he had much business in the cities of Judah. And the men of war, mighty men of valor, were in Jerusalem. And these are the numbers of them according to the house of their fathers. Of Judah, the captains of thousands, Adna the chief, and with him mighty men of valor, three hundred thousand. And next to him was Jehananan, the captain, and with him two hundred and fourscore thousand. And next to him was Amasiah, the son of Zikri, who willingly offered himself unto the Lord. And with him two hundred thousand mighty men of valor. And of Benjamin, Eliada, a mighty man of valor, and with him armed men with bow and shield, two hundred thousand. And next to him, Jehazabad, and with him an hundred and fourscore thousand, ready, prepared for the war. These waited on the king beside those whom the king put in the fenced cities throughout all Judah. God shows here how a man is so blessed, so blessed. He has the prosperity of God, the protection of God, and the promises. Just like God promised David that his descendants will be eternally blessed if they keep the will of God, the word of God, Jehoshaphat is enjoying that favor of God right here in this chapter. We finish off this section of the chapter with so many thousands of men in his army, men of valor, men of might, men of skill, just totally made all the surrounding nations afraid. It was God's doing. God gave Jehoshaphat, if you total the number of men there who are ready for battle, more than a million men, more than one million men ready to fight for the land of Judah. God has given all this to Jehoshaphat because he feared God. How, do, how did he fear God? How did he fear God? So we can understand whether we fear God. Isn't that right? That we look to the pages of the Holy Scriptures and let it act as a mirror for us so that we can see whether we are actually where we should be. We may have been Christians for a long time. Perhaps we have newly come into the faith. We may know many scriptures. We may have even taught the scriptures. But all of that means nothing before God if we don't apply the scriptures. When we look at the Word of God and we look at Jehoshaphat, the way we know that he feared the Lord, that he had the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, is that he, first of all, did not imitate the evil society around him. You see, the two kingdoms were divided. You had Israel in the north and Judah in the south. They were collectively one nation called Israel. But when Rehoboam, son of Solomon, sinned, God tore the country in two. Solomon himself sinned, tragically, in the end. So God prophesied that it would be split. And thus, generation after generation, it became divided. But the land of Judah had God's favor because of a righteous man, Jehoshaphat. He looked at Israel and saw all the atrocities they committed. All of the vile things, idolatry. He made a choice not to do those things. It says here in verse 4, but he sought to the Lord God of his father and walked in his commandments and not after the doings of Israel. He didn't imitate the evil society around him. He made a choice. He respected God with that healthy respect so that he disrespected 
despised the evil society, the disobedience of the evil society around him. How do you, you and I live? In the evil society that we're in the midst of in this generation, do we have that healthy respect for God that we wouldn't think twice before we side with the Lord on any and every issue, whether it is a, a philosophical thing or whether practically in action we take a stand, we take a step in activity. When we say, God, I fear you, therefore I will do what you like. Jehoshaphat didn't imitate the evil society, nor must we. If you and I fear the Lord, we will be different from the evil society around us. There will be a complete difference. We'll be so different, not on the outside in the flesh, but in our spirit, in our character, in our actions and decisions, that we will be known as strangers and pilgrims in this world. This is what the Lord says in Peter, in the New Testament. If there is not a strange characteristic about us, for godliness sake, for righteousness sake, even within sometimes our own families, when we take a stand for righteousness and for Jesus Christ, if we're not perceived as strange by those who do not understand and do not follow the ways of the Lord, then we have compromised. We don't possess the fear of the Lord. We can read the Bible and go to church, but that doesn't mean we have the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is shown by our inmost inclination to side with God and not with the evil society around us. So would you rather disrespect the evil around you, have no part with that, rather than disrespect God? Would you forego the company of those who do things very clearly against and contrary to God's word and side with God, be counted perhaps a loner, a minority, with God, one is a majority, as you know. Jehoshaphat took a strong stand. There were many evil kings, Israel and Judah, but he was different because he feared the Lord. So the first thing he did was he did not imitate the evil society around him. The second thing was he destroyed what God hated. And we find that in verse 6. And his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, he took away the high places and groves out of Judah. There were idolatrous things all over, altars and groves, for all of the other gods of the surrounding nations, demons in fact. All of those things were entertained by the people, Israel and Judah. Jehoshaphat rose up to the occasion and cleansed the whole land. You see, he was not content just to be personally obedient to God, but his fear of influence, his kingdom, because he was a king, he didn't want any part of evil in there either. Because he loved God and hated what God hated, he rose up and destroyed and overthrew everything in his life and in the kingdom that he ruled that was displeasing to God that was against God. That's the second thing that we can identify in our own lives. If I fear God, I will destroy that which God hates in my personal life and in my family life. How does it stand with you? In your family, do you entertain things that God does not like or approve of? 
Oh, you know that he doesn't approve of them, but because of the pressure, because of peer pressure, family pressure, loss of relationship, fellowship, do we compromise the Word of God? Do we grieve the heart of God and please the heart of the people, the evil society? That is, if your family is divided and they don't know Jesus. But a godly family, one in which the people take responsibility and shun and overthrow all those false things in that house and in that life, in that family life. Everything displeases the, God, the Lord. They overthrow and get rid of it. That's a sure sign that the fear of God has come upon that house. Praise God. Like Jehoshaphat, we would have cleansed everything in our power in our house for the glory of God, because we fear God. So the first thing was that he didn't imitate the evil society. But that's not enough. The second thing is clean house inside the house that we live in, the family that we're a part of, that we're leading, that we're taking care of, that we're accountable to God for. Is it alright to allow our son or daughter to watch secular television, to listen to secular radio, to be on the internet unsupervised, to mingle with worldly friends, have tight interactions with them, and expect them to walk in the fear of the Lord? Surely that's absurd. God would have us take responsibility and prove that we fear God, like Jehoshaphat, not only in our personal lives, but in the lives of our family members. That's how we fear God. First of all, he feared God in his personal life and cleansed himself from all the sins that he was accustomed to. Sin is not just the quote-unquote big things, such as drinking and vile language, etc. Sin is also selfishness and pride, envy, murmuring and complaining, fearing when God says don't be anxious, worrying. If I fear God, then I won't fear my enemies, which are all the sins that are just named. The source of those sins could be the devil, also our own flesh, the old man, the old nature before he came to God. We need to check and see whether we are boldly walking in the ways of God, shunning the old life, in the personal life, but also in the corporate life, to move people to seek God. So there is a sense of excitement in a person who fears God. You look at Noah. Noah was a man who walked uprightly. He was just. When God told him to build something that was seemingly impossible and contrary to human wisdom, at a time when there was no rain, that he should build a 450-foot ark, Noah did not rely upon the advice or the approval of the society around him. He did not consult his family members either. When God spoke to Noah, because he feared God, it says in the New Testament, moved with fear, he built the ark. He listened to God. When we are moved with the fear of God, there is an urgency and excitement. In fact, Jehoshaphat says here that he had the fear of the Lord and he was 
charged. He was charged. Verse 6 says, and his heart was lifted up. Now, the words heart lifted up many times signify pride. But in this case, it's not pride. It means in the ways of the Lord as we read. His heart was, you can say, swelling. His heart was so charged. His heart was triumphant and victorious. It was so in love with God and energized and activated that he could not sit still and do nothing when this kingdom was full of idolatry. When you have the fear of the Lord, you cannot sit still and let family members watch anything they want on the television. You cannot keep quiet and have relatives or friends come over and suggest and entertain something that is contrary to Christian ways of living, something that's, that God hates, and sit quietly for the sake of fellowship and relationship. What fellowship hath light with darkness? Jehoshaphat sprung up, and the light that was in him went throughout all the land and cleansed it of the darkness. That's exactly how we must be. His human affection and the support that he could have gotten from his royal uh, members of his household, his servants, his subjects, and through the greater subjects throughout his land, the civilians, he may have gotten tremendous support, popular vote of the people, as they say. He may have gotten so many praises and flatteries. He did not care one bit for any of those things because he feared the Lord. He feared God and he said, this has got to stop. Not on my watch, not in my kingdom, while I'm king, will I allow any idolatry to abide. He not only, if you notice, called for the cessation or the ending of idolatrous practices, he actually went and overthrew all of the altars and groves. He made an end of it. That is the zeal of the Lord that comes from the fear of God. So he was energized. Are you energized in your own life, in the life of your family, or those for whom you are responsible and accountable to God for? Are you energized that way with the fear of God? That Lord, I respect you, I humble myself before you, I love you, I hate the things that you hate, and I love the things that you love. Lord God, I'm in awe of you. You are awesome God. You are holy. Your person, your power, Lord, your promises are just awesome. I'm in awe of you, Lord. God, I love you so much that I want to obey you in all things. Lord God, I want to, uh, I want to go and cut down everything in my life that is displeasing to you. That's the fear of God. So every time we read the Word of God, and in this case, reading about Jehoshaphat, how he walked in the ways of God. It says he walked in the ways of David his father. David was a man after God's own heart. For the majority of his life, he served God. And in the end, he ended up serving and rejoicing in God. Jehoshaphat, follow, follow that. You and I can follow that way. How much do you and I long to associate with people even brothers and sisters in the faith who very obviously are compromising the truth and going after worldliness by degrees. This is a very important thing that worldwide there's a phenomenon happening today 
of people who in the name of love, quote-unquote, in the name of fellowship, in the name of relationship, when it comes down to taking a stand for God against all kinds of sin and evil and filthy things, they compromise because they want and they court the fellowship and friendship of people. It may be relatives, it may be close uh, associates at work, childhood friends, family friends, business partners, uh, people who share hobbies, those who uh, are in the same political party, whatever it is, whatever philosophy you want to call. Whatever is the link for the kinship between us as Christians and others in the world in which we have to live. When it comes to evil, we must take a decision and say, out with evil and maintain the holiness and the separated life. Halloween is an example. In the West, Halloween, as you know, is celebrated at the end of October. And many, many people, they feel that it's a fun thing. What's wrong with it? I can dress up as a good witch, as if there's such a thing, for my daughter. Or, or something not so villainous for my son. He likes, to, he likes horror movies and so forth. I like to go just trick-or-treat and get candy. What's the harm in that? Well, if anyone is honest, they would know that the night itself signifies a satanically influenced uh, uh, time. It's just in the air. And many, many people who do witchcraft and evil practices capitalize on that day as their day to do the greatest evil and spells and whatnot. Thank God that the blood of Jesus covers us and protects us. So nothing will harm us. But if we venture out into Satan's territory in the name of fun, in the name of fellowship, in the name of uh, the neighborhood uh, camaraderie and the, and, and the friendship, then I'm compromising the truth. What fellowship hath light with darkness? Or we can speak about other practices people do. They may drink. They'll say, oh, I just want to drink in moderation. They know full well that the alcohol will do damage to the body. Or they smoke just a, a little bit of a cigarette. Or they, or they uh, watch just a little bit of the secular television. They like the comedy. It relaxes them. These are all the excuses. What fellowship hath light with darkness? When the fear of God comes in my life, it scatters away all evil. For my life, and it is dead set against evil in other people's life also. Now we don't go and threaten or beat someone to make them repent. But we live the life uncompromisingly and shine that light so that they are drawn to that light. So Jehoshaphat had nothing to do with evil. That's the reason why God prospered him. As we said, the fear of God will bring prosperity, protection, and provision. He had all the food, all the provision. He had animals, which, which represent the livestock, represented wealth and food, provision. He had them sent to him by the surrounding uh, nations who feared him because the fear of God was in him. When you fear God, dear friend, God will put the fear of you around those who are around you. They may treat you bad and be hostile, but God will put the fear in them about you eventually. Sooner or later, God will show 
who he is with and he will lift you up and they will most certainly go down unless they repent and the fear of God comes upon them. When Jehoshaphat feared God, even the Philistines, sworn enemies of Israel, sent presents. This is what God does when we fear Him. Thank you for joining us on the second of the series on the fear of God. And we trust that God has spoken to you again. King Jehoshaphat feared God, and so he stayed separate from all of the evil society around him. The Lord honored that and prospered Jehoshaphat exceedingly. May the Lord bless you and prosper you as you walk in the fear of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy word. We thank you, God, for teaching us what exactly the fear of the Lord is. And we pray for all our listeners, O God, all the viewers, that they would walk in a distinct way so as to be different from the evil society around them as they pursue you, Lord, with everything that's in them. May you bless them and may they continue to read your word and to seek you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God again for this opportunity to come to you with God's holy word. And if you'd like to contact us for prayer, we'd be more than happy to pray with you and for you. Please call us at 001-845-360-0534 you may email us at prayer at lbethelinternationalministries.org Through regular mail, please write to us at El Bethel International Ministries, Post Office Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924, USA. You may also visit us on the web at www.lbethelinternationalministries.org Until next time, may God richly bless you.